0: Welcome to Coffee with Sellers. I'm Mike Bryant, founder and CEO of Prime Seller Solutions. We transform e-commerce ownership from overwhelmed to overjoyed. We believe that every e-commerce business owner should enjoy the freedoms that come with entrepreneurship. Stick around at the end of the show, we'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Welcome again to Coffee with Sellers. I'm your host Mike Bryant. Today's guest is none other than Abe Shamali from xpstrategy.com. Uh, Abe, welcome to Coffee with Sellers.
1: Oh, uh, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm honored to
0: be on at this early stage of the podcast, for sure. I uh, appreciate that. So uh, the first question I have to ask every guest is, uh, what are we drinking for coffee? Are we drinking coffee and how are we drinking it? Black?
1: All right. Yeah, so, to me. yes, we are drinking coffee today. Uh, this is a mug I got from Barcelona. So it's a, pro- ah, it's a it's very one of my cool. favorites. Um. I definitely take it black. And today's coffee is Four Sigmatic Mushroom Blend. So um, supposedly adding mushrooms to coffee gives it all kinds of uh, properties that make your brain work better. Okay, Um, It's been working for me. Nobody's called me uh, a dummy yet, so I'll keep with it.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Well... (laughs) I, I'm just I'm drinking just some eight o'clock coffee this morning. It's pretty plain, Jane. But that's uh, we go the econo mode today. Uh, but uh, I do like to di- dive into some Death Wish. So that's when, I, when I, whenever I have the opportunity to get it. So
1: I gotta say I'm totally scared of it. I've always I've always been of the opinion that it could actually kill you with the amount of caffeine in it. So I've
0: never actually tried it. It's, it's, I I guess I don't find it to be, uh, it, it actually it's probably one of the smoother coffees as well. So that, 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 believe it or not, it, it, it does have a little extra kick. Don't be afraid of it, Abe. It's okay, but it, it's actually one of the more smoother when it comes to drinking it black. So, uh, that's cool. That's great. all right Um, so, Abe, give us your, your origin story in e- 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 e-commerce. You've been doing it a long time. uh Take us, yeah. take us through the journey. I'd love to hear it. So
1: my e-commerce journey actually starts out with just plain commerce. Um, I started selling in 1991 before there was ever a real internet that you could sell things on. Um, I started out working for a mail order house in uh, New York. We would basically advertise in the back of uh, camera magazines, a whole list of things for sale, phone numbers on the top of the page. Please call us, tell us what you'd like, and we'll send it to you. And... um, We did a lot of business. I worked for someone for a few years. I opened up my own business in uh, 1997. And right around that time, the internet was starting to become a thing. And e-commerce was starting to become a thing.
0: Um,
1: We started out with our own email address. Uh, We sort of had a website, but it really wasn't geared for e-commerce. And around 1998, 1999, we started to actively sell. So we started out selling on Yahoo stores. That was the first platform where it was really geared to take advantage of traffic. Yahoo was number one at the time. I don't think Google even existed yet at that point in time. And they had a storefront system where we could list all the things we wanted to sell, get orders, take them, you know, and process orders. We did a lot of business on Yahoo stores. Um, but as so often happens, Yahoo stores faded a bit, other platforms rose up, um, we migrated from having our Yahoo store to using our own website and advertising on Google. We did an enormous amount of business on Google, but what we ended up finding was over time for the big ticket products we would sell, we actually found more and more shoppers buying it straight from Amazon. They, okay. they were less comfortable buying it on a website that they found on Google, and they were more comfortable buying it with Amazon. Between Prime and their return policies and knowing that it was Amazon, we saw the business shifting to Amazon. We opened up our own storefront um, and we sold on Amazon from something like 2008 all the way up to 2018. And in 2018, um, I had the opportunity to pivot. Um. always when I had had my business, I handled the advertising in the business mm-hmm. and I handled customer support. And when I had the opportunity to pivot into just doing advertising, you know, for an agency or as an agency, I jumped on that. I saw an opportunity there and I've been doing it for the last five years. It's been an interesting ride, just focusing on ads.
0: It's amazing how that, that space has uh. it. Well, advertising on Amazon is constantly changing and, and, between their lawsuits and, and just opening up more data. Um, it's a crazy uh, experience that they're, they're offering out there. Go back to your, your, <clears throat> your, uh, what care to share what categories you were in, in, in your, in your I journey. Will... Yeah. Yeah,
1: sure. I was, so I was in consumer electronics always. Okay, um, Digital cameras, video cameras. <clears throat> uh, we got into the personal handheld accessories, things like uh, Palm pilots. We did, we sold tons <laughs> of Palm pilots. So basically in that, higher end space, you know, we did a lot of business.
0: Sure. Sure. What it's it, so when go back to when you were, you were, <laughs> I can only imagine the, the all this standing on your head and rubbing, rubbing your belly and, and whatnot to get uh payment term payment through Yahoo stores or anything in those early days uh, in terms of merchant accounts and all those fun things. Uh, oh, what, yeah. what what were, um, what were some of the, uh, at what point, when you jumped into the, the the e-commerce side of things, did you realize, hey, this is this is this is really happening? Or what was there is there is there like a product that just like boom, it just the epiphany hit and it was like here we go.
1: So I don't think that there was a product where, where there was an epiphany, but I think that the biggest point in time where we realized e-commerce is real was about a year after Google started allowing people to advertise. So um, there was always a lot of business in e-commerce right from the beginning because we were offering things shoppers couldn't get locally Sure. forever in the space of digital cameras. There's a hundred digital cameras that you can buy, but any store might carry five or eight of them. Mm -hmm. And if somebody wants the one they just heard about, (laughs) it was almost for sure that they're not going to be able to find it at the local store. So right away, us having the full selection was the way to make business. And it was always, you know, it was always a way to, it was always powerful right from the beginning. But the way when we realized that it was going to surpass print ads was probably a year or two after Google started advertising. And um, we just saw that the numbers became exponentially larger and larger and larger. There was a point where we were giving Google like four or $500,000 a month in, in ads. And, um, even they couldn't believe it at the time
0: yeah right right that's uh those are some crazy numbers um because I, I i had worked uh personally i'd worked in in the printing industry up leading up to about 2001 and at that that was at that point in which so that we were printing time people sports illustrated and uh you could just see the the the, the numbers start to dwindle even uh at that point it was some it was pretty pretty uh significant uh the the, the drop-off went once that uh, once e-commerce started to take hold and, as well as advertising and those magazines were, um, you know, they're still in existence, but you know, when, when they were, it was a, we, it was a shift for sure. Yeah. Know, I mean, we, we, they were printing a million magazines uh, for people, in in on every Thursday it had to go hit, hit the hit the uh, the dock door because they've got to get to the mail center at a specific time and uh, that's just non existent now or
1: it's yeah it's- I remember I actually remember those days because when we had to run our ads in magazines, we oh, had yeah. dropped that like for sure. the hour. We were yep. basically yep. I remember every single month I would get tear sheets, which is like the yeah. preview of the ad oh, that man. was <laughs> the preview of the magazine that was coming out. And yep. I basically, from the time I got the tear sheet, I had like four days of overlap before the new ads had to go in. Mm-hmm. So I had to evaluate what everybody was doing competition wise, build out my own ads, and get them all printed to film right before the ads came out. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and in 2004 for that industry, because uh, time Time Incorporated. I'll just take it back here. This is kind of a, a cool story, is it? Time Incorporated had six printing plants across the country, and each would cover a region so that they could hit. So as it left the doctor, let's pick on, on people, for example, on a Thursday afternoon, it had to be out the door by four o'clock. But let's right. back it up. Let's back it up because uh, by noon, it had to be in the bindery. Uh, so that cover needed to be printed uh, by 10 and at by 8 a.m., the cover art needed to be final and and this was just when we, they were going direct to plate. So they were getting rid of film and going direct to plate. And that was amazing because that, that took one plate, one color from 16 minutes down to four minutes. So it gave those, uh, not only the advertisers, but it gave time uh, incorporated the ability to uh, wait longer. Uh, if some some news item popped, they could change the cover. But they still had some in, internal issues that they had might have to deal with, but in terms of, what that is but for the most part um it was it was just a, an amazing in terms of understanding processes and and as as we all know in in this business as you get into becoming bigger and wanting to scale you've got to have those systems in place and uh so you gave me back in the early days for me the the, the idea that here's you know you know, you've got to have a system otherwise because time it was in a contract with with the company that i worked for that if they didn't hit certain dates and times dates and at specific times that the printer would pay for the delay that went on with that. So it, it had to have, always it had to have a system that worked week in and week out. There was no taking a week off. So it was, and they did that for three publications before time was, was, uh, I think it was um, I think time was a Monday sports illustrated was a Tuesday and people was a Thursday and they were doing, you know, anywhere from half a million, to uh, a million um, copies out of that one plant. So the plant I worked at covered the upper uh, Midwest and they had six or s- six others throughout the country that, that did it. It's just amazing. Um, so take us back to, to what it is you, th- you feel like uh, let's, let's talk about the uh, advice you give those who are coming after you, right. It, following in your footsteps, I should say, in terms of uh, what, what advice you give them today uh, as they move into the into the, whether it's as, as whether that's in the um, private label, wholesale, arbitrage, your thoughts on advice for that you'd give t- for those today. I mean, the simplest piece of advice I'd give is to really treat it
1: like a business. There's a lot of people that say, just get started or yeah. just find something to sell or just do something. And what ends up happening is Amazon is a sophisticated platform. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of details with regards to every part of the process. Everything from opening up your account properly to sending in your shipments properly to creating your listings properly to marketing your listings properly. All of it is a lot. And if you treat it like a business, you will do well. If you look at it as oh, I'm just going to get started and see how it goes. You're going to run into roadblock after roadblock. You're going to get frustrated and you'll basically stumble along. Maybe you might be successful, but most likely you're going to be annoyed and you're going to be frustrated.
0: Yeah, no, I I would would agree with that. I would agree with that.
1: There there are... I work with a lot of sellers, probably at this point, I've worked with hundreds of sellers. And the ones who I see are the most successful very frequently are those who have experience selling into retail. So when somebody sells into retail, they already have had to deal with a rule book an inch thick. So the labels have to be in a certain spot on the shipping box and deliveries have to be exactly on time and goods have to be packaged a certain way. And You need to send exactly a certain quantity to match a purchase order. Again, a rule book an inch thick. And because they know how to handle a rule book like that, when they get Amazon's rule book, oh, that's just a different rule book. They're cool with it. They handle it effectively. And they tend to do really, really well. However, when somebody comes from a background of Oh, it's, I saw a video that says mm-hmm. to do this and to do that. And I think it's going to be great. I'm going to make some extra money in my spare time. You very likely will make some money in your spare time, but you aren't going to have the real success that you're seeing people chirp about in all the social media.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's, I wholeheartedly agree. I think the, uh, this concept of, uh, go into it with a mindset of it's a business and, and have, and have a, plan and and in a sense that, okay, have a little bit of vision, right? I mean, granted, I get, you want to go into it with, with the idea that, well, let's see if this works. And because I think there's a lot of people who went into that, but also to have that mindset that um, when it does work, what next? And so the idea of having, you know, as you start to build out a real business, you know, do you have a, do you have any vision? Do you have any mission behind what you're doing? Do you have, do you have a target market you want to go after? Uh, what are your unique offerings? And I I think um, as we, we, we discussed before the start of the show that Amazon, it feels like they're trying to get those sellers to, to have a, a brand identity and so, what is what is it as a seller that you're doing unique? What's 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 your offering? And and that's I think got to come out of it. And then as, as we just mentioned, systems. So it 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 really is uh, the idea that having that uh, a true business uh, and and executing on it is is <laughs> a big part of it. I know there's a lot of people who, who like maybe they come out of teaching or they come out of this and they they stumble into something and then they realize uh, this is this is a real business. And so now what? And so I, I agree with you there. Yeah, um, good. Good guidance is key. You know, if you can work with
1: someone who will who has done it and who can work you through the right steps, it definitely is yeah, helpful. Also,
0: absolutely, absolutely. Is there any any? Let's talk about the from from a a digital marketing. That's that's your that's your world uh, now in terms of advertising. Is there any anything that you see? Where people are tripping up when when they're trying to run their own ads, uh, where where are they where do they getting lost in the weeds? Do you think? Oh gosh, um, I see a lot. So yeah, I'm sure you it's, do. It,
1: sometimes it can be hard to say I see this a lot or I see that a lot. Okay, but probably one of the the biggest thing which keeps people from being successful in ads is having a clear plan of what they want their ads to look like, and that shows itself in a couple of flavors of the same thing. So the first thing that I tend to see is that a lot of people use the default names that Amazon gives them for campaigns and groups yeah, and yeah. places. So when you have ad campaigns that say uh, ad group one or ad group two, that's not so useful when you have many, many ad group ones in an account. Absolutely. Or if you have um, ad campaign one with a date attached to it, that doesn't tell you what product you're advertising. It doesn't mm-hmm. tell you anything about what's in the campaign. And um, that's a big hole when you're trying to figure out what's not working right. Or if you see something is working right and you want to build on it, you can't even easily tell what it is. Yep. So that's that's probably the biggest thing and different flavors of that. So there might be a person missing portfolios that will organize the different products they sell. So when they look at an account, they've got 40 campaigns. They can't tell which products are doing well with ads. They can't tell which campaigns are doing well with ads. They can't tell which types of ads are doing well. You can pull it out a little bit through software, but having a clear naming campaign will very clearly show you where your gaps are. So everything to do with organizing things, that really is the foundation which leads to everything else running well.
0: I appreciate that. Yeah, that's 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 sound advice. Um, well, as we as we continue on with with the conversation, is there anything you you you'd, you'd, you'd uh, anything you're working on right now in in the digital space with all the changes that uh, Amazon keeps making to the uh, ad space? Is there anything you're working on that you, you find oh this is interesting?
1: So I think the biggest thing is ad creation with AI. Um, Amazon is always evolving every week or every two weeks. There's a new feature, but there is a shift. There tends to be a shift. Certain parts of Amazon ads are product based, in which you basically tell Amazon which product you want to advertise, and Amazon puts it across Amazon in a thing that looks like a listing. There isn't much to do there aside from picking your keywords. Yep. But Amazon also has a whole group of ads which require content. So The banners that go across the top Mm -hmm. of the page, which are called sponsored brand ads, uh, product video ads, sponsored display ads, all of those require creative content. They require either lifestyle images or logos or videos. They require different pieces of content in order to catch the eye of the shopper and to turn it into a click and ideally into a sale. That is sliding more and more and more into Having AI help make those ad creations efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, Amazon just had a conference for their ad partners called Unboxed last week, and they actually released a tool which basically lets you create sponsored brand ads through AI with their own um, with their own custom-made background images, their own so, custom-made lifestyle images. I saw that as amazing product, and they'll create things now the results are still super hit or miss. You definitely can't take your eye off the ball. You definitely (laughs) can't just put it in Amazon's hands and let it run. But it does show that this is happening more and more. Um, We use tools like um, MidJourney, ChatGPT, of course, and the combination of them to help create ads in bulk for posts and for sponsored brand testing ads. And it's only going to go more and more towards those tools being an effective way to create content you know across larger accounts
0: yeah yeah the adaptation of ai i think is is one in which it's it's uh, it, it feels like it's in its still early phases and it's it's mind i don't want to say mind numbing but there's a lot to, to be done there so um i find it just to keep it simple at this point as things continue to build out i don't know what's your take on on uh on ai in in the not only in the listing, SEO, whatnot, I think there's a lot of good uses to it, but um it can get you, you can get lost in the weeds pretty quickly. What do you think?
1: Um so I look at it, I I hate to be I don't like to say it in a downer sort of way, but I just look at it as another tool. Yeah. Um, right, right. software keeps coming out, software keeps getting more and more advanced. And the idea that this is the game changer is something that Depending on how long you've lived, you've heard many, many, many times. And uh, AI is supposed to be a game changer. It came out a year ago at this point. Mm-hmm. And when it first came out, everyone was like, oh my goodness, look what it can do. Look at this video I made. Look at this piece of content I made. This is going to change everything. This is going to put people out of business. And um, a year later, I don't think it's put anybody out of business. No, people and I think you use graphics tools. Are using AI as their graphics tool. Yeah. People who weren't using a tool for their graphics didn't suddenly start using these tools. So yeah. who, it's the same people doing those things, just having an extra tool to do with it. To,
0: and to I, do it with. And, and and I'm sorry for stepping stepping over your last comment there. The I, I, those who are worried about the international, uh, we'll just pick on the Chinese for a minute about about oh they're gonna it's a game changer because it can you know, it'll language wise, you'll see less of it. I don't know. I think I've, I feel like there's still the idea that you need still need context. Um, to, to live in China is not the same to li- as to live in, a, in the US in terms of, of context. And I mean, by that is, you know, there's, there's things here in the Midwest, we say that versus what you'd say out in out in Jersey. And so there's those contextual things that I still think that AI is probably help that. But it, it doesn't put it might get them to the 80%, but it's still there's that last 20% that if, if you're doing a good listing, you do it right and you do it, it where it's it makes sense and it 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 fits the context of what you're maybe of your business, right? That's the idea of having that unique offering is to is to have this this idea that you're 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 bringing your last 20% to it. Um
1: yeah I mean I I feel like uh if someone is a weak seller in terms of their strategies and in terms of their efforts, AI is not gonna make the difference. Yeah. If someone is aggressive and focused and intelligent about the way they run their business, no matter what country they're in, this is just going to help those things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even before AI, there were many Chinese sellers who are enormous, and Mm -hmm. they were hiring U.S.-based copywriters, and they're working with U.S.-based people for all the things that they know they can't do themselves. And we do the same when it comes to sourcing. We hire agents in China, and we hire people on the ground over there to do the things that we can't get done. We don't Absolutely. mess our way around something we don't have any understanding yeah. <laughs> of. They do the same, and if somebody is intelligent about it, they were intelligent about it before AI, also.
0: Absolutely, uh, I'll give you a great example where I used AI recently um, within our our church, where we we just went through this. Whole, we're in our 30 year master campus plan, and we had all we had 34 meetings with all these different ministry, and we, we garnered uh, we asked three questions, but we garnered 800 responses. And within, let's just pick on the strengths. We asked, "What are our strengths? What are our opportunities? What are our what are what's 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 something we can look at within our community?" And so we looked at our strengths, for example. And I think there was probably like 250 responses. I asked ChatGPT, "Give me the top ten responses," because there was a lot of commonality there. But it, it spit out this beautiful report for me. Probably saved us hours and hours upon. Uh, having to do that, I think that's a great example of of where AI can can save time um, and, and give you a pretty. It was a pretty. I mean, we we did a lot of double checking to make sure that yeah, no, that, that's right, that's right. Yeah, no, this this. So it's a pretty. I, I mean, I, I appreciate the the in, in an instance like that where where AI could be a, a huge uh, time saver. So
1: yeah, of course, I mean it is a tool that helps and there are always going to be tools that help and we just need to use them effectively as they get developed.
0: Yeah, no, that's so true. So true. Well, Abe, I appreciate your coming on the uh, podcast, one of these early stage ones. And um, I, I do want to uh, ask you where can people reach out to you if they want to learn more about uh, XP strategies and take it from there?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, for those of you that don't know me, my business is Amazon advertising and uh I'm always happy to help look at what you're doing and tell you if you can do it better. If you need help with ads, I can certainly run them for you. It's what we do for many accounts. Um, You can find me at xpstrategy.com. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Facebook, all of the social media places. I've got accounts on all of them. And uh, whichever one works best for you, that's the one where you can find me.
0: Very good. Abe, thanks again for joining us at Coffee with Sellers. We'll talk to you soon.
1: Yeah, it's my pleasure.
0: Brian here. Thank you so much for listening to Coffee with Sellers. If you're an e-commerce business owner who would like to be on this program, please visit primedsellersolutions.com. Look for the podcast link at the top and get signed up there. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot on your phone and text it to a friend or post it on Facebook or LinkedIn. If you know somebody who would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag coffee with Sellers. I love seeing your posts and great suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. Make sure you don't miss any episodes. Go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote this show and mean a lot to me and the team. Want to know more? Go to our website at PrimeSellerSolutions.com. That's PrimeSellerSolutions.com. Or follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.